Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back, Padres fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Get ready to talk some Padres baseball in three, two, one. All right, we're back. Episode two, Ring the Bell, Pods Talk. Myself, Nick Kreider, and three-time All-Star Heath Bell. Uh, Heath, you got a, a baseball game today, high school baseball game. For the fans out there that don't know, um, I'm sure most of you don't know this because this is on our second episode, Heath's son actually goes to the same high school that I went to and plays for the Georgetown Eagles. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty exciting. The season, the actual league season starts today. Um, but out here, it's funny, they call it like uh, – the district games. Yep. They don't call it league games, but um, high school started just like two weeks ago. And now all the leagues or districts are playing each other. All the high schools are playing each other. So it's pretty exciting um, out here in Texas. All the families get together before, like all the parents get together and go out to dinner before they yep. go to the game. So it's kind of interesting, but then you actually pay to go see your son play in high school. You have to buy a ticket. I know it's ridiculous. And he's playing, he's playing pretty good. Valley, right? Yeah. And San Diego is free. Just whoever wants to go, you go. And your son's playing pretty good, huh? Yeah. He's, um, he's hitting 400, um, the last two weekends and he's got like two home runs and I think 10 or 12 RBIs already. So he's, he's kind of their power hitting first baseman, you know, yeah. when there's, there's a video somewhere that says, you know, when he was like five years old and on the, on the Padre field, Petco, he was, it was like, um, Hey, who's your favorite player? And he was like, Adrian Gonzalez, first <laughs> baseman. So, and then they were like, where's your dad? And he's like, he's down the list. So, so I think today it's still, I'm down the list. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I saw the video that you posted the other day of him uh, hitting a home run and man, it's got a great swing. Yeah. He's got, he's got some power. I mean, he's, he's got power like David Wright and Mike Cameron where right center, he doesn't need to pull the ball to hit it out. I mean, he has pulled the last two home runs, but you know, he drives the ball opposite field a lot and the ball just carries off his bat. It's, it's as a big league pitcher, it's a scary guy. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, Albert Polos that, um, you know, the power just to all fields, he, he makes contact the ball leaves the yard. Yeah. That's, uh, the makings of a good ball player. And he's got an offer to go to Arkansas state. You said, right. Uh, Arkansas tech university, Arkansas tech. That's right. That's awesome, man. Well, we're pulling for them, and uh, let's get the dub, Georgetown Eagles. But let's get into this uh, this talk. Last time we were on, 
this show, uh, we were in the midst of a lockout. And then as soon as the episode dropped, the lockout ended. So it was a little stale, but we're here now. Spring training has started. Players have begun to sign places. We got all of the agreements done. Um, we're not losing any games. We're, we're, yeah, they're, they're just, they just started I don't think on April 7th. All the agreements aren't, aren't done, are they? They kind of well, like, we'll, we'll, we'll play the we'll table things. Yeah. And we'll work on it this year. Yeah. They tabled like some rules. I think like banning the shift, you know, is going to be like implemented maybe in 2023, the same thing with the bigger bases and all that. What really quick before we get into the Padres and spring training and everybody going there and it's really exciting, but why are we, why is the bases need to be bigger? I don't understand that at all. Honestly, I don't understand. Is it so it's not 90 feet anymore? It's 89 feet and a half or is it, is home plate getting bigger? Beats the hell out of me, man. I just don't get it. I, I figured someone like you would know, but I don't know at all. Like, I mean, I, don't, I never no heard. I never heard of anybody thinking like, man, the bases are too small. I've never heard of that. You know, maybe I gotta, maybe I get call some people that were position players, and maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking like, you, you ever play rocking chalk? Yeah, you know, I mean, basically softball, old man softball, mm-hmm. and they have the orange first base and then the white first base. Yeah, you step on the you step on the orange one when you're going to first. So nobody gets hurt. Right. Is that what we're doing now? So nobody gets hurt. Seems like it. Well, you can't run into catcher anymore. That's not fun anymore. You can't take guys out at second anymore. It's not cool anymore. Nope. Can't do it. Anyway, it's not football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But spring training has started and uh, we have been in the midst of, of some talks of some free agent signings. We lost out already on, uh, Seiya, Seiya Suzuki, uh, rumored to go to the Padres. Now he's signing with the Cubs. Um, I guess there were some reports out there that he was going to sign with us, but he took it to Instagram and said, I haven't made my decision yet and I'm pissed off. And so he went and signed with the Cubs. Uh, Matt Olson <laughs> got traded to the Braves, another guy that a lot of Padres fans, I think, wanted to go after. But I think the biggest thing, and we, we both know this, is that in order to make these moves, you got to unload some of that that salary that they have committed to Eric Hosmer and potentially Will Myers as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love it. How you don't like Eric Hosmer, but uh, I think it's funny. I'm not the only <laughs> one, man. I know there's a lot of people, um, but I, I, it's just one of those things. Um, you know, everybody likes somebody when they're really hot. Like nobody liked Will Myers when he wasn't doing well. And then all of a sudden he was doing really well. Everybody loved him again. And it's just Longest it's tender fun. Padre too. Uh, yeah. And it's just one of those things. I don't think the Padres need to lose money. Like it's the salary cap or this and that it's, um, like how many jobs are actually open to win? Think about it besides, you know, like the shortstop with Tatis being hurt, how many jobs are really to be open to win, you know? So that's the thing is like, if you want to make the team better and there's really no, there's no opportunity for a guy to win a job. Or, hey, we need a right fielder. We need a second baseman. We got to go out and get one, or we got to find one within, or we got to see somebody who steps up and plays a second better. There, It's not. I mean, you think about it. I mean, I mean, what, what position can you go? Yeah, we really need to, uh, we need to get better that with that. I mean, okay, let's just say first base, you know, Eric Hosmer, even though I love Eric, great guy, and I think he's going to do well but I just don't think they give him the credit. But anyway, um, that's my own personal beliefs, but um, first base, you got it. You actually have, you got to trade Eric. 
for somebody. You got to trade them for some minor league guys. And then it opens up a spot because you have multiple guys that can play first base right now. Coneworth has played first base. I mean, Will Myers has played first base. It's like, let me take a step farther back. And when Will Myers was first came to the Padres, he was a right fielder. Then they moved him to first base. He made his first all-star game. And then they went out and signed a first baseman. I thought was one of the dumbest things. I loved Eric Cosmer coming there, but it was like, you have an all-star first baseman. Now you're signing a first baseman. Mm -hmm. What was the point of putting Will Myers there? Right. You know, he just proved that he can make the all-star team there. Yeah. You know, he's good enough to be there. There was a reason you brought him out from the outfield into the infield, probably because his outfield skills wasn't as sharp as they were when he first came up or whatnot, or whatever reason it was. And that, just baffled me. Why did you, you have an all-star first baseman and that, you know, originally was an outfielder and then you um, signed a first baseman. Yeah. Yeah, And it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, so going back to management, why did management do that? And then now you're looking, well, maybe that was bad. Well, eat the money, go trade the guy for something you need. Maybe it's prospects, maybe it's pitching, maybe it's I don't know what it is, you know, but like right now going into spring training, you know, I mean, all the minor league guys who who's going to win a job or what jobs there to win. I remember when I first got called up, there was no job. You know, there was like two, two spots in the minor in the bullpen to win. And there was like four guys going for them. You know, it was two young guys and two older guys, like veteran guys. So um, yeah, that just, it just baffles me. Sorry. Yeah, I Go think ahead. that I think that out, those corner outfield positions definitely are up for grabs, but depends on I, we're going to sign somebody. I mean, Castellanos is out there still. Chris Bryant's out there still. I mean, still got Jock Peterson out there. I mean, there's there's guys, and we might end up with so Solaire. like right now. So um, Trent Grissom, he's our center fielder. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Okay, so where about Profar? I think Profar is a super utility guy. I wouldn't put him as a as an everyday outfielder. So he's, he can play infield and outfield. Cause he's really, he's really just, I thought he was always an outfielder. Well, he started, I mean, his career, gonna, he started his career as a second baseman. Okay. So man, I, maybe I was just misinformed, but, and then you got Will Myers. So Will Myers is an outfielder slash first baseman. Then you have Profar. That's a second baseman can play first. And, um, yeah, so you just got three outfielders. So, there's only we, three outfielders right now on the 40 man roster. It's Profar, Will Myers, and Grisham right now. Yeah, I know that. So that's why I'm just saying, like, so who's your starters? Is it just uh, Grissom and Myers is your starters? And then now you're looking for the slash left fielder, slash right fielder, because Will Myers can play either one. Yeah, that's what I would say, probably. So, so then we need to go find an outfielder, free agent, or on the Meyer leagues, find somebody. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, there, there's a, there's a, great amount of outfielders in our minor league programs right now, but they're just not, they're not ready. I mean, Robert Hassel, one of our top prospects, but I don't think he's necessarily going to make that leap to, to major league baseball right away now, but the, the free agent signings, I mean, that's the thing that I think everyone's been expecting coming down the pipeline. We just, they want to get the right guy, of course, you know, who, who fits the system. Well, Castellanos is friends with Machado and Hosmer, uh, you know, a Miami guy. So, I mean, he kind of fits plays, played phenomenal his last few years in Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Bryant, of course, has ties to San Diego, went to USD. There's rumors that he might come, but I mean, everyone's in on him. The Rockies are on him. I don't know what the hell that organization's ever doing. 
Yeah, the Rockies are. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the Rockies are doing. That's, that's <laughs> Does anyone we, ever? We could spend a half hour just talking about the Rockies. Let's do that on another episode. But sounds boring. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it, it could be definitely kind of boring. But um, the Padres are they going to make a big splash with somebody like Chris Bryant? But or are they just going to go find somebody that kind of just fits the bill? But then here's the other part. This is what I'm worried about. They're going to find somebody. And they're going to say, okay, Profar and somebody, whoever Tuned. does better, yeah. let's platoon yeah. it. Let's yeah. part-time it. Will Myers, you're in the same aspect. Right. And that goes and, back to and, what you said like last week about Hosmer needing to get reps every single day. There's guys out there that need every single, every <laughs> single game to get in a groove, right? That platoon doesn't always work for everybody. So let, right now, besides shortstop, what is your infield? Maybe what do you Chato think the Padres third. infield? Okay, Magic Chow the third. Cronenworth at second. Okay. Um, and start off Hosmer at first. I, you got to start Hosmer at first. I mean, there's really no one else that. All yeah. right. So then, then who fills the role for the shortstop for a second bit for shortstop? Hasa Kim and CJ Abrams go back and forth. They, they see if CJ Abrams is ready, but Hasa Kim's a great shortstop. He just needs to hit. Exactly. So, but we need some offense and we need defense. So now you're, are you going to lack? It's, it's just one of those things like who, okay. I think Kim's a really, I have never met Kim. I think Kim's a great guy on TV and stuff. And what I've heard from the clubhouse guys, um, great guy. And every Japanese guy I've ever played with or a far, you know, the Asian guys that I've played with awesome guys, big time, but I don't, why did we sign him? You know, if, if he's going to be part-time, I'm worried about being a guy's platooning and being part-time. So when like you're a fan and you go to the game, you know, who's starting, but who's going to be the lineup, right? You know, we know, we know Tatis is going to be out for at least three months. So it's going to be a huge thing for us, for the Padres second half of the season for him to come back. It's going to be huge. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be, but are we going to be in the mix for him to help us get to the promised land, the post land, or are we just going to be in fourth place or so far back mm -hmm. in third that it yeah. doesn't really matter where all of a sudden we finished the season. Tatis helped us get back from, a few games, but we don't really, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. get there, even though, um, you know, are they adding more playoff teams this year? I didn't know that. Up. It's, it's 14 teams this season. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be more teams. So, but it's still like, are we shooting for first place? Or are we just shooting for that? Seven let's, just, let's just sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, the other aspect of course is pitching, of course, and we have one of the best rotations in baseball. If, if it's, no, healthy. if it's healthy, when, I mean, when has it ever been healthy that everybody did well for the last couple of years, I've been saying our rotation, we need starting pitching. We need starting pitching and we keep bringing up young guys that have good arms and don't know how to pitch. That's it. They don't know how to pitch. Like I'll give you an example. Chris Paddock thinks a great guy, um, you know, personally, but he doesn't know how to pitch. He's got a great arm. He's got good stuff, but he doesn't know how to pitch. And I'll give right. you an example. Last year, um, I heard he was tipping his pitches or the year before that or whatnot. I didn't believe that because every time he threw a breaking ball, it was low in the zone. Every time he threw a fastball, it was high in the zone. Mm -hmm. If you're a major league hitter, as soon as you know that, you know anything above the belt, belt high, I'm swinging because it's a fastball. And yep. if it's low, I'm going to let it go because it's going to die and be a ball. And occasionally he's going to, you know, that's why he got some, um, just 
strike threes where looking K's looking strike threes, because, you know, it was kind of full. Like normally he doesn't throw that change at first strike. So, but if he could mix up his pitches more and hit his location more, then he'll be filthy. Like when he first came up, was it two years ago? I think it was, or maybe three now. Yeah. Three years. He, he did that. Yeah. Well, but, no, one, no one knew who he was yet. Right. Like he was, but he mixed up his pitches where they were always down in the zone and he occasionally went up in the zone, but that's the difference. It's just, you know, we don't have guys. I mean, you Darvish is a good pitcher, but he's more of a first half pitcher than yeah. second half pitcher. We got Snell, Musgrove, and Clevenger. Yeah, Snell back. was – I don't know what happened with Snell when he won all the games on the road and couldn't win at home. You know, that was kind of – And Clevenger's healthy now too. He says he's feeling better than ever. Yeah, I like Clevenger. I really do. I really like Clevenger. What, do you, make just, of, what do you make of his delivery? It's so jerky. It's so chaotic. I mean, I like it, but, like, what do you think as a pitcher? Um, you know, I was herky-jerky. So um, it, it, the, I always pitched like that ever since I was a kid. And Clevenger probably – did that the same as a kid. So therefore it doesn't affect our arms. It doesn't hurt our arms at all because that's just our natural way of throwing. So mm -hmm. it's not like we got to college and said, Ooh, this is the way to do it. So, um, you know, we might've tweaked it a little bit, but that's pretty much, you know, we that's, you know, so the herky jerky, it works for him, but it's not going to work for everybody. You right. know, little kids out there. I wouldn't say, yeah, go pitch like him, go pitch like me. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I went like up and down and then forward. So anyway, but yeah, um, there's, you know, that we have some good starters, but I wouldn't say our starting rotation is stellar, you know, like who's our ACE is it Clemenger or is it Snell? I'd, I'd argue Musgrove. And if you're must, if Musgrove is your ACE, how good is your team? True. Because let me put it this way. Does Musgrove, does Joe, put fear in the other team's batting order. Like when we had Jake Peavy, people didn't want to face Jake Peavy. Even yeah. on, you know, he had a, some days he had bad days and he didn't always have Cy Young years, but he was a force to be reckoned with. Nobody wants to face Clayton Kershaw. Nobody wants to face, you know, the Grom. Max Scherzer. Grom, exactly. Those guys, it's like, man, we don't want to face that guy. Right. You know, when, when we had, um, we, you know, Greg Maddox, you still don't want to face Greg Maddox, even when he wasn't on his heyday and he was with the Padres because it was Greg Maddox. He, mm -hmm. he was going to pitch, right. You know, you might, he might make a little bit more mistakes, but there's a reason he, he won 350 games um, because he doesn't make that many mistakes. So it's just one of those things that it, your ACE has, everybody has to know your ACE. Right. And, that's where I think the Padres lack and, and all the, are all, all our young guys, they keep saying this guy can be something, this guy can be something. And I haven't seen one guy come up from the farm system that became something. Yeah. You know, in the last five years, I and really what, don't. And what do you think that's attributed to? I mean, is that just a developmental team there? I really do. I think it's, it's, I think it's the, I think um, I don't then necessarily think it's scouting. I mean, it could be scouting, but it's, it's developing, developing guys. I mean, yeah. I was with the Mets minor league system and they were, they preached, you have to learn how to pitch before you can throw hard. It's, you know, and I think now everybody's worried about spin rotation and, you know, how many spins you have, how many revolutions or whatever, instead of velocity. And that's probably great and all, but 
can you pitch? I mean, I've seen a lot of guys throwers. I, okay. Let's look at the Dodgers. They've got guys that throw hundred miles an hour, 98 miles an hour. Like seems like everybody throws in the upper nineties, but nobody, no, nobody knows how to really pitch. You know, when they struggle and they don't have that speed, they get hit. Yeah, they really do. So we need to learn how to pitch, especially if you don't have, you're not throwing 96, 98 miles an hour every single time, you know, and that doesn't happen. I mean, you need to learn how to pitch. You need to, have to learn how to get the ball down, throw it up in the zone, throw breaking balls up in the zone, throw breaking balls down in the zone, throw them for balls, throw them for strikes. And, you know, I think Darren Balsey was great at that. Um, uh, you know, I don't, Ken wasn't that good, but so who's our pitching coach now? Somebody uh, it's it's Ruben, Ruben Nibla, Nibla. Uh, he came from uh, Cleveland. So he, you know, he, he, right. he worked, he worked with Bieber. He's worked with Clevenger. He's worked with. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to be, see what's going to happen. I mean, cause I know, I know when I was there, Darren Balsey was, you know, he was very adamant. You got to get the ball right. down. You got to pitch this way. You got to pitch, you got to right. pitch. And, you know, and I, I really think if, if the Padres can pitch, their pitching staff has always been phenomenal because they can pitch, right. You know, all the pitchers that have always come through there and done great, they've all pitched. It's funny. So, it's funny. Cause case in point right here, Mackenzie Gore, he was one of our top prospects in our organization for the past couple of years. He's taken a, a pretty steady fall in the prospect rankings. And I don't even think he's in our top five right now. And he hasn't even seen the majors yet. And you're basically just spelling it out right now that it's the, the developments just not there within the organization. Yeah. I just didn't understand why they didn't bring him up last year. They needed to. So here's the thing going back to me thing is the front office. Why didn't they bring him up? Because he had some bad games. There's guys in the minors or in my, my experience, there's guys that, that have pitched well in the big leagues or hit well in the big leagues that weren't hitting good in the minors at the time, but they needed like a starter. They needed a catcher or a yep. first base. They needed that position. So they called them up just to bring them up just for a short time. And then they hit really well. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh geez, we got to find a spot for him. Yeah. You know, for some reason it just clicked there then in the minors. And then there's a lot of guys that do hit really well in the minors that come to the big leagues and do nothing. But last year would have been a perfect example to bring him bring them up and just for a start. Um, I mean, we, we had to sign Jake Arietta. I don't know if you remember that. And he, yeah, I remember that. Oh, like that it was just, the best it, option. And that's where I'm getting to like, what is our management? What's the, where's our management going? I think we have the Padres have a team. They really do. I mean, yes, I'm going to knock that they don't have starters and I'm going to do that. The, the bullpen I think is pretty solid. It's, you know, who's going to be really the closer and the setup, man. I and don't a good like, manager well, now who, too. I don't like who, who's ever, I like when guys have roles. Right. I really do. I don't like platoon and whoever's hot. I don't like that. I like guys have roles. May you call me old school. That's fine. But I think when you have, you know, your role, if you're a part-time infielder or a part-time outfielder, you're looking for that Sunday or that Wednesday day game or that Thursday, whichever it is that, Hey, that's going to be my day. That's going to be my day. Or if somebody gets hurt, they kind of like, you know, say if I'm backup shortstop, say it's Kim, um, um, you know, Tatis Jr.'s down. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up for the next three months, but then it's his job. You know, I'm going to do the best I can 
And then when it's, um, when, when the starter comes back, I have no problem taking a step back. Mm -hmm. Um, those are great bench guys. You know, the relievers, you know, we have our six, seven, or like really it's seven, eight, nine guys. And then you, you guys that are losing guys that has to, you know, if, if the start didn't go well, you got your long guy, you got your lefty specialist, um, you know, guys that kind of pitch when you're losing or the games, you know, kind of you're down by one or two to kind of bridge that gap in case we start get some, you know, mm-hmm. get some runs to get back in there. But um, everybody's got to have some roles and I'm just Padres have great talent, great players. But like you said, we went and got Jake Arietta. So we didn't yeah. have anybody in the minors that we could have brought up just to see how they could do it. Or are we so worried about, well, we're starting his clock. Yeah. You know, his super two, his free agency clock. What, what we don't want to do that. So let's go get somebody else. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's part of the, part of the reason why these negotiations went so long in the lockout so they can prevent stuff like that from happening. But you bring up a good point about, closers and everyone knowing the role what do you think about the nelson lamette becoming the padres closer um, i mean he's a guy who's had injuries his entire career but he's got some great stuff he's got think- great stuff let's just see how he does it for the first two two months you know yeah. i think you can somebody can have a really good month but let's go see you do it constantly mm-hmm. over and over again so like basically what i'm saying is like let's go see you beat you know shut the door down with the dodgers Right. You know, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and let's then the Dodgers see him again and the Diamondbacks see him again mm-hmm. and the Rockies see him again. It's, it's all about, you know, San Francisco, of course, too, but it's about not the first time everybody sees you. It's about them seeing you over and over again. Yep. And like it goes back to your ace. Does the, do the, do, um, in the eighth inning, do you not want that guy to warm up? Cause you're like, as soon as he comes out there, you're like, crap. You know, like Trevor Hoffman's coming in. Damn it. We got to get to the guys before Trevor comes in, um, you know, or like, hey, we, we, we better win today because their ace is coming tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a tough one. Mm. You know, you already have the, in the hitter's head. It's going to be a tough one. You know, they're going to be like, no, I'm going to get them this time. But in the back of their mind, they're like, shit, it's Trevor Hoffman. Shit, right. it's Jake Peavy. You know, it's, it's, this is Kershaw. Like, you know, whatever, whoever it is. And it's just one of those things is baseball's is like, they always say it's, you know, 90% mental and 110% physical. <laughs> so yep. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think, I think Lamette, you know, he, he's proven that he's, he's a pretty good pitcher if he's healthy, but I feel like he just goes so deep into counts. He throws so many pitches. I feel like saving his arm, making him a full-time reliever, because that's what they were doing last year where they were like, all right, he'll start this game, but then he'll relieve here a little bit, but then he'll start this game. Just didn't make any sense. Right. Like the guy didn't know his role. That's what they did with Ryan Weathers. Exactly. And they hurt him. And I'm like, put the young kid into the bullpen and use them as your, I, I don't know, lefty specialist or your long guy, let him get familiar with it or put him as a starter. Yeah. Just throw Just him make in up your there. mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if he can't do it after three or four starts, send him down, bring somebody up from the mother miners. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the easiest way to do things. So um, that's where, what is management actually thinking? That's where I'm like, I, like, I don't get it. Cause you don't see other teams doing this. Right. I mean, and, really, you pick pick one other team that really does that. I mean, you could pick like the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have like instead of a twenty six man roster, they have like a forty man roster that everybody's a big leaguer. 
Yep. And this but, comes down to AJ Preller, right? I think so. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I, I think that I think time's up if he doesn't get it done this year. I, I would say that, but I have a funny suspicion that he'll still be here, you know, and I'm not saying that. I mean, I don't know him personally, right. You know, I've never had a full on conversation. I've heard a lot of things about him, but just look at the track record of what he's done. I mean, what has he done? Not much. With I mean, the Padres. The Rangers. I mean, the Rangers his biggest, the his biggest, his biggest thing with the Padres is I got Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you sign shields. That was a bad um, thing. Terrible then signing. You, then you traded shields for, I think it was four guys. And Tatis yep. was one of them. Who was the other three? Eric Johnson, some other. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. Regardless. Like, um, and then, well, I brought, I brought Eric Hosmer here that, you know, nobody really likes except for me. And then um, I brought Machado here. Well, that's your ownership. Just saying, do we want to go spend money? Do right. We want to go spend the big money. Right. That's all it is. That's really all it is. Yeah, no, I feel you. And and speaking of Tatis, I mean, goes out with, you know, that wrist injury, having surgery, pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, I feel like this call had been avoided if there wasn't a lockout, but that's just Padres luck. I have an interesting take on what the Padres could do. Cause I've been hearing rumors that Carlos Correa would be looking for a one year. He'd accept a one year deal North of like $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> what if you pay Carlos Correa for one year? to be your Padres shortstop when Tatis is ready, you either rotate them in and out of DH whenever they, they need time off or you trade them at the deadline. Um, I don't know if that would ever happen because um, are you going to sign somebody? Let's just say we get him 40 million, you know, exactly what he wants or whatever. And Hey, we just want you for three months and then we're going to trade you to a team that you know, you're probably not going to have a no trade clause because we need to be able to trade to whoever we want. But if he's probably going to want a no trade clause or, or I only get to trade to certain teams. Um, but let's just say we keep them. Mm-hmm. I got, I signed with Miami after the Padres didn't offer me anything, but we, they had Handler Ramirez as shortstop and they signed Jose Reyes. And they, everybody was like, well, Hanley will just move to third base. And it was fine. This and that personally, I know Hanley when he wasn't Hanley Ramirez, when he was in the minors with Boston, I played with him in winter ball. And then I talked to him. He never, he never had the discussion with ownership to move to third and he didn't play hard. Everybody knew it. That's the reason we ended up trading to the Dodgers. He mm-hmm. didn't play hard because he played for him and that was it. And he wanted to get traded. And as soon as he got traded, he went back to short then he became Hanley that we ever knew. And he always played, he played a lot better a couple of years, you know, a year later when he was with the Dodgers than Miami because he didn't, he wanted to be a shortstop. Right. So I just think in bringing another shortstop in, I don't like it. If you, if you tell him, if you say, look, Tatis, um, we're going to bring him in. He's going to play short for a year. And then we want you to be the second baseman for the second half. If he's, you know, if he's doing well. Right. You know, or like, this is our plan. Second half, you're going to be our second baseman. He's going to be our shortstop. Then the following year, you're going to be our shortstop. Are you okay with that? Do you think Junior would, you think Tatis Junior would say, okay? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they play outfield last year. (laughs) Well, but that's the other thing. Like, why did we put him in the outfield? I didn't didn't understand that. That that was a a head scratcher for sure. And that's that's where I get back to management. 
I'm pretty sure the manager did not say, well, we're going to put him in center. And management was like, no, don't do that. Pretty sure management was on board mm-hmm. last year. Let's put him in the outfield. Right. What was the point? Are you, is he going to be a stud outfielder now? The Padres, I don't get what they're doing. I just, I, I can't, I'm wrapping my head around every scenario, every scenario that ever comes in my life. I think of, um, well, let, let's just talk right now. You know, over in Ukraine, there's a war going on with Russia. And I go, yeah, it's sad for Ukraine. But why does Russia want to do this? Like, I try to put my head in the leader of Russia. Why does he want to do this? And then, you know, it's sad for Ukraine. But so I can see both sides. But getting back to the Padres, what I don't, I, I can't fathom what the management is thinking. What When they, they sign Jake Arrieta, put Tatis in the outfield, well, you know, when they have Will Myers as a first baseman all-star and then they go out and sign another all-star for first baseman. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Let's go get 10 first basemen. Yeah. And let's win. Yeah, let's do it. Put, put them all on the field. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like it's it goes back to the old thing. I got Derek Jeter on my team. I'm going to go get A-Rod and I'm going to move him to third. Yeah. You know, and how much controversy was there in New York with A-Rod and Jeter? Jeter was class act. You never heard anything negative, but behind the scenes, there was issues. And you always heard A-Rod say something. Yeah. There was always issue about A-Rod. Does A-Rod want to go to short? You know, does this or that, even when Jeter got hurt, you know, but the management said, no, you're a third baseman now. Yeah. When you got superstars, man, I mean, it's hard to, you know, wrangle in those personalities, but we'll see what happens. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of moves to be made. Um, you know, we're just starting spring training. I, I want to hear some of maybe your favorite memories down in Peoria because I've actually <laughs> never, I've never been able to go down there, but I, I think a lot of people would like to hear, you know, some fun stories. Okay. So here's, here's probably one of the best stories I've had. So I'm in Peoria first spring training in 07. I come from the Mets and Bud Black is there. And then, um, so Bud Black always did things together. Like Chris Young was played basketball in college. How could or, you not? That guy's huge. Exactly. Like six ten, right? Yeah. So, so, um, you know, Scott Linebrink was a fisherman and some other guys on the team fish, but he would always pick one guy out, usually the newer guy and say, Hey, you uh, fisherman. Okay. So let's have a fishing, a casting contest, you know, well, this time was Chris young and Chris, we're going to have, we're going to play a, like, kind of like, um, a three throw contest, but like around the horn. Okay. We, we got a hoop, a rollaway hoop outside the locker room. And this is before we stretch. Um, he did it like on Monday and kind of let up. And then we had it on Thursday or something like that. Every week there was something, it was kind of get the team together and all that. So, um, on his team, it was supposed to be David Wells. I was Chris young, David. Well, or wait, no, um, Chris young's team. I forget who he had, but, um, they asked Trevor Hoffman to be, to pick a team. So he picked David Wells, um, Mike Cameron and, uh, and, um, I think Maddox or something. And, um, the old in the morning one. of morning <laughs> of everybody goes out there and we're shooting hoops, you know, we're joking around having fun. Cause you know, it's, it's a basketball hoop and we're all baseball players and we want to shoot baskets. <laughs> so then, um, all of a sudden, um, David tells me, Hey, you got to fill in for Trevor. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, Trevor's like, he had a flat tire or something. So he couldn't 
be a part of the team. So, and I, I think I just was the right spot at the right time. And I go out there and my team's just horrible. Chris Young's team just beats everybody, but I, we shoot um, 12 shots and I was 12 for 12. The only person out of everybody oh. that was even, and, and then, so everybody's like, just dumbfounded. Like, dude, you, you can shoot a basketball, you know, it was like, and then during stretch, everybody was coming to me and saying, man, you got some, you got a touch, you got rhythm. And I'm like, what do you, what do you, you guys, what do you guys think? Since I throw the ball herky jerky, then I'm going to go herk and jerk and throw a basketball. Like I can do other things nice and smooth. I can pitch nice and smooth, but I never, I didn't perform as best as I could. You know, I had to have that herky jerky to get really get the ball moving and make, you know, movement and all that. And that's, that's a really good memory that always sits in me because I didn't even know I was going to play basketball that morning. I just shot a couple of basses and somebody, I think David saw me make a basket. You're going to be on our team. Yeah. So you replaced Trevor Hoffman on the basketball team. And then soon and I just dominated. And then later on, I, I, you know, I replaced him as a pitcher, but that's, <laughs> we can definitely, every episode we need to have a little memory. Oh yeah. Of, no, uh, Peoria one. spring training memory, but I'll definitely do that. But that's one of my favorite memories because I didn't even know I was going to do it. And then I just dominated for like a couple of days. Everybody's, I didn't know you had so much touch. You're good. So did you go to anyway. playing basketball? I played a little bit in high school, but nice. you know, I, I, I think by my sophomore, junior year in, in high school, I was like baseball full tilt. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm dog shit at basketball, football and baseball yeah. were my two. I have a, I got a daughter that's really good. She can shoot hoops. She was a cheerleader, but she would add halftime go and just, I mean, she'd drain them left and right. That's awesome. The touch. They got yeah. the touch. Heath Bell. Thanks for joining us again. Ring the Bell Pods Talk, episode two in the books. Hopefully we make some good signings within this next week. We'll be talking about it again next week with another Peoria story. Take care, y'all. Let's go Padres. Let's go Pods. This episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE to get your free welcome bonus. Go lock in some bets. March Madness is upon us. Win some money. Do it for your team. Do it for your family and do it for the Padres. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.